and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan yeah. read-through podcast. My name is India Jones, and I have not read every book in the series, but I am on the seventh. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, Peter Bond. Hello, India. You're doing great. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. And then coming in hot is the illicit love child of Magora and the Mule, Joshua Dean Baker. Wow, that hurt, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No other comments. And last, but certainly not least, AJ Faleri. How are the levels? Producer AJ. The Rick to my Morty. Okay, I don't know if I like that one. Um, (laughs) uh, The levels look great. They've never looked so... uh, and I mean this in a really nice way. They've never looked so drive time radio. You're, you're so welcome for this energy. I, I am loving the energy. I'm full of energy. This is a late night recording for for uh, you, Josh, and I, India, which is not the norm. Yeah. Do you really identify with Morty? Is that the person you're connecting with on that show? <laughs> I mean, the, op- the, the other option's Rick. I am Morty. Ever since, if anybody's mm. seen the last two episodes of Rick and Morty where it depicted a toxic relationship, I was the Morty. So, hell mm. yeah. yeah. But me and AJ have a very, very healthy post-last episode of Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty relationship. Very healthy. Okay, well, I haven't watched for a couple of seasons, but I'll, 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 if it's a healthy relationship, then I will gladly oh, no, be it's, the Rick and Morty. It's not. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, end. let's move on. But we'll move on. Okay. I digress. This is not a Rick and Morty podcast. However. It could be. Uh, thank you to Odium uh, from Discord for Josh's nickname. Thank you so very much. Disagree. Fuck you, Odium. That would hurt. <laughs> Well, you all might be wondering, what is India doing here opening the show? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that would be, I wrote the chapter summaries, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like like we said, uh, I think in the mailbag episode, right, we're going to try and uh, experiment with some new stuff this season. And this is part of that new stuff. We're, we're all taking responsibility, writing chapter summaries, different weeks. Uh, we're going to take responsibility hosting the show. India is first up in that rotation. And I think it's going great so far. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here all. <laughs> On a more serious note, you know, we read chapters three, four, five, and six. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking let's dive right in. Chapter 3 Rulat's concubine Nissal thinks on how she watches Rulat's nightly torments, then recalls events immediately after Rulat took the Lothary throne. Finally, because I was curious about what actually happened then. She wonders at Rulat's ability to weather each night's torture, the betrayal of his brothers in Unnas, and then do his job the next day, deciding there is something decent in him. Trevan Noel considers her a rival for influence, and she decides to try to get on his good side. Brethan Trana visits the graveyard of the fallen champions, those killed by Rulad, including Brace Bedict. The tiles will not reveal themselves to the errant since the Sita died, and he wonders if the Sita set this all up or somehow cursed him. He's also confused by the sudden cold and wonders if he'll need to concede defeat and go see Mail. Rejecting that idea, he plans to take control of the Cedents. He senses chaos in the Pantheon and blames some god. He wonders about the god who has usurped the Eater. Tail has business with the Ratcatcher's Guild, which was outlawed by the Patriots early in the Tisti Eater regime. 
He goes to several retailers, trading items to use for the next trade until he eventually gets through a trap door to the chief investigator, Rocket. She is investigating some grand mystery and Tehul asks for money and says it will bring about the end of the Patriotists. Then they go bump uglies. Shirkalal's pirate ship comes across an eater ship in the doldrums. It definitely got wrecked in a fight. They find Amphorae filled with blood with an image of a figure nailed to an X-shaped cross with hundreds of crows at its head. They find an eater corpse seemingly tortured for information. Shirk notes the logs and charts were taken. And as she leaves, wonders who these enemy of the eater are and hopes not to meet them. So, coming into chapter three, we're revisiting Rulad through the eyes of a character that is new, yeah. kind of new, Nisal. Yeah. And we're get, we get a little flashback of what went on um, after, you know, Rulad kind of... Did Rulad really win, or was that Han and Mosak really, actually? I mean, listen, I think after reading this chapter, it seems like he really came away with the W. Everything's going, going great. Uh, Big facts. Except for the night terrors, everything else is really good. <laughs> Except for the night terrors, literally everything about his life, his entire family. Everything's great, yeah. So, you know, after all that, PB, what are your thoughts coming back? Like, I mean, it's been, it been a long time since we had seen this court proper. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny we split up the chapters this way. I feel like we should have read this one last week, but it is what it is. But, you know, we're, we're like getting in touch with the different part of Lether, as we were talking about last time. And it's like we come back to the court to see Rulad, Hanan Mozig, all these people that we had last seen in the big finale. So not only in this part was it nice to get to see them, but it was also nice to follow up. And we actually see that scene where Troll is like officially shorn. Um, yeah. But what I really liked about it was that it was harnessed through this essentially new character, Missile. I think she is in the in the fifth book, but we don't really hear from her. Or she's kind of just a background yeah, character. I think, I think we talk about the concept of the first concubine, but that's really as far as we go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's no point of view or anything. Anyway, so it was really interesting to see her and then ha see how she, like, was kind of brought into the fold of this new of this new regime about how she became a part of this new court about her new relationship with Rulad and really establishing this world of powerful players around shifting regimes that continue imperial interests and economic interests within Lether. Mm. Beautiful. Big facts. Big facts. Totes agree. <laughs> I have another question. Um. So Peter. Just to build off this, coming back to this a second time. Sure. Do you feel like, oh, do you feel any different reading it, knowing what's going to happen now? Or are you still just kind of enjoying the ride for what it is? I definitely feel really different. And I don't want to speak so much about why. And I'll get to that eventually. <laughs> but I feel really, I, I'm gotcha. in a totally different mindset than when I read this book the first time. So, mm. I think I th love to see it. Yeah, I think I when I read this book the first time, I had a really specific idea of what I thought this book was. And uh, yeah, so now I know what this yeah. book is. So, <laughs> yeah, now yeah, I'm being totally. I'm being vague on purpose. So, yeah, I couldn't tell. I'm coming to you, AJ, now. Cool. You know, AJ, you've always had some soft feelings for Rulad, you know, being a younger sibling and all like myself. Yeah. So I'm wondering how you feel coming back to his character, especially hearing yeah. kind of 
seeing what's happened, but now seeing kind of what he's going through as well. Yeah. Damn. You know, I did not even consider that part of my feelings for Rulad reading this section. Like him being a younger sibling, like he 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 does say something at some point where Troll is saying like, you know, drop the sword, be my brother or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, the, so you could talk down to me again, blah, blah, blah. And Troll's like, I'm sorry that I ever made you feel like that, but I didn't mean to do that. And like, even in that moment, I wasn't like, oh yeah, he's just a younger sibling. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just like, cause we've been away from him for so long, you know? I just didn't make that emotional connection, I guess. Because because like now, I don't know. I think now it's just like so clear that Rulad is like completely out of control. Like not like he's like doing wild things like he has no control. He has taken this throne. Right. And he's sitting in it. And immediately the first thing he does is call uh, Nissal a whore and she's like no that's not how things work here and he's like oh sorry you know and then it's immediate it's immediately apparent it's like oh like we are not the eater anymore like the eater are now part of Lethris like they are adopting those customs like the way that the rule is going to happen is like immediate that that immediate switch to like oh no I'm not a whore I'm the first concubine like that is that is how this court is made and he's like oh okay yeah for sure <laughs> and it's just like immediately he has he he has no control uh, over what is going on. So, so yeah, I didn't, I really didn't, honestly, like you, you saying that, like remembering how I felt about him in, uh, Midnight Tides really, uh, is honestly kind of blowing my mind. Cause I, I didn't feel any of that reading this section. Not at all. Did, did you? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I did this a little strange. I'm not going to lie. I did lie to you earlier, AJ. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't read chapter three. So I read four, five, and six, and then had to go back and read chapter three. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if I was just like at my limit or what, but I was, I was feeling it for roulette. I feel like, you know, he's not even like a person anymore. He's just kind of like a shell that just does things and it's just like shitty all the time. But also, you know, with everything else going on in Lether, I, it's just a very small piece of a very large pie. Yeah, I think it's this question, because he's so swallowed up by the system and the court around him, and then the crippled god and kind of what the sword represents and the power controlling him, it's like, how much of this is about Rulad the individual, and then how much of it is about the systems around him that are actually, you know, kind of doing this evil, so to speak? Yeah. Kind of parallels with real life, don't you think? (laughs) Oh my god inescapable system you think the book could be trying to get at something about real life i don't know not sure Whoa. not sure about not seen it. it once <laughs> not even once there's no dragons in real life no so. dragons in real life <laughs> yeah take that atheist <laughs> <laughs> well you know wait a second wait what did i just laugh at josh what's that even joke mean what do you mean take that <laughs> i don't atheist. know i don't know that doesn't make any <laughs> sense <laughs> no one challenged me <laughs> like you you said it with the rhythm of the jokes so i was like ah ha 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 you know, I didn't hear it. it, it but it doesn't make because I, I I guess I thought it would be like a t- anyway. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> we've we've lost it. Let's continue. So guys, get back on task. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this is not this is not a game. This is a very serious show. No, I'm just fucking with you guys. Keep it up. Keep me young. Um, the, <laughs> the same age. So. We then like kind of go over to the, tur- I don't even know these fucking names. The Errant, a.k.a. Turidal Brizad. Mm, yeah. And, you know, my cat just walked onto my computer and thus <laughs> everything that was on my screen is now. Oh, there she goes. Hold on, guys. Hello. So sorry. Oh, yeah, there she is. Yep. She's on the laptop. 
I'll take over. I got this. So in this scene, we got we got Turtle Rizad, the former first consort to the queen, now mm. you know known as the errant, and he's in this scene where he's down in the tiles where the Sita, the former Sita Kura Kwan, spent most of his time looking at the tiles of the holds. And I really wanted to talk about this scene because I every time we get every like as the book goes on, you know the gods act more and more mortal ish, and this yeah. scene the errant is like. Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is like when you fucked up and you want to go to your sibling for help, but you know they're going to make fun of you. You know? They're going to be like, you dipshit, come on, let's fix this. And like, he, he just does... He just is so like I don't want to go to mail. He's gonna be all mailish, and it's so funny to me. I, I love every bit of it. So instead, he's like, I'll just be here for ye- for decades, looking at these blocks until they reveal their mystery to me. Yeah, it's I'll figure so it good. out. <laughs> it's a weird sense of pride. By the end of it, though, like you know, he's convinced that there's like some greater plan actually that's coming for him. And I, I don't know. I just every time the gods look so deep that they just suddenly break through and they're like in the next <laughs> level of thinking and I'm like left behind. I, 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 I'm like, okay, sure. We'll find out later this book or in three, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But I really, I'm really liking, uh, I like the Aaron as a character. I think he's fun. And it's our first time seeing him since la- in the last book when Perrin was like, well, the Aaron's the master of holds. Yes, like, yes, yes. So right. it's like we know a little bit more about him now, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he, yeah. he did. We all remembered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that, we get a little break. We all needed it. Back to the bug and tail hole game. So fun. So fresh. Um, I really enjoyed this section because I always love seeing them. I think they're hilarious. And in this particular um, part, they were Tejo was going on some he was going on some runs, making some trades, trade getting some things, going into some holes, and he ends up talking to um the chief ruck chief rucket. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah, her. Finds out that, you know, she's investigating a mystery. Tejo asks for fifty thousand dollars to end patriotists and you know, how do we feel about that? What were we what were we thinking? At the end, I think they they have a little Sexy time. I exclusively yeah. want to jump in and say that the two pages of Tayhold doing a fucking World of Warcraft fetch yeah, quest. It's a chain. Yeah, it's a chain mail quest. Yeah. To, I've got to go here to get the, you know, the thing from the pond lady and take it to the pot yep. man and then take the pot yep. man's thing to the. So good. And love that at every moment, like the the pawn lady wants to fuck him, and by the time he gets down to Rucket, he's just like, "Well, I'm here." Zip, like just so dumb and goofy, and <laughs> might and as just, well boink. Yeah, so against everything else in this fucking book series, like I just he's tall is or tail is like a perfect just like breath of ah uh, dumb shit. Love it <laughs> every time he's there. Agreed. And. Yeah. T- that's how I feel about the Shirkalal stuff too. I'm just seeing it oh next to the script. Oh my god! I cannot wait for the Shirkalal stuff. I was just gonna say that's a perfect segue into yeah. Shirk. Yeah. It's just like su- talk to well, me. It's guys. just like such like a you put me on the pirate ship, and I'm just like, yeah. There's no way I'm not having a good time. Do you know I mean the yeah. whole time's yeah. good? We're sailing the seven fucking seas. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm just like fucking take me there. And also, I just finished Blood and Bones, so like I was like, oh, I see, I see what's going that- on here. Is that a pirate heavy book? No. Oh, I do want to ask India, did you know what the word doldrums meant? Like, because it's it's such a silly word and I only know it from other silly fantasy books that when I read it, I immediately was just like, yeah, doldrums. And then I was like, ah, this is, nope, this is dumb shit though. 
again, this is just words that we that no one like we all AJ and Peter, you got it right when you read it. I definitely uh, didn't just Google doldrums. So doldrums yeah, are I'm areas of the sea. Doldrums are areas of the sea where there's no wind. So like when you're in the doldrums, it means there's no wind in your sails. You can't go anywhere. Oh, I'd only ever heard it like figuratively. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, phrase. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never heard of that ever. Yeah, the phrase is just like nothing's happening. Yeah, I know it yeah. from the Magician series by Lev Grossman because there's like a whole nice. fucking sea. What? There's no wind. What do you mean there's no mm. wind in this part of the sea? That's what the doldrums are, man. There's no strong center. There's no strong. Josh, you are, but you already said it. But but like, why? What do you mean there's no fucking wind here? I, dude, ask a fucking meteorologist. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand uh, wind currents and air pressures and shit. Get at us uh, on Twitter. Explain why doldrums exist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I do just want to say I love so so I read chapter three and then listened to four, five and six while I was driving down to the Outer Banks where I am now. Uh, great time. Great experience. But all the Shirk Alal parts, the voice that this man does for Shirk Alal oh, is so piratey. It's <laughs> so good. He's, he just like plays her just like fully as like a pirate. Like that is you hear her voice you're like, oh, she's a pirate. It's great. It's so good. Do you think pirates in fantasy settings talk like our pirates? They do here. <laughs> I think that's a bold assumption to make. Why would they talk like that? <laughs> you get out to sea and everyone's suddenly a matey and there's lots of ours. You ever think yeah. about that? Josh, yeah. I've literally never thought about this in my life. So, <laughs> Well, you know what, guys? It, this, this tequila's, you, yeah. The tequila is really making me think about a lot of things tonight, it feels like. I feel like I'm just going to I'm going to bring us back. Sure. So, yes, we love Shirk. We love the doldrums. But they come across a wrecked ship, an eater ship. Oh, my goodness. Mm. And what do we find? A dead eater, spread eagle on the floor, no less. Mm -hmm. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Because uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, honestly. Who is that? Yeah, I have no idea. You don't uh, know yet, right? Guys, crazy. Can we don't Crazy. Yeah, it's, no it's nothing I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily... That brings us to the end of the chapter, baby. <laughs> yeah. I do just want to really quick say that she says that that Iron Bars and the rest of the Crimson Guard stayed behind in Jakaruku yes, uh, yes. to fight one dozen knights, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it seemed like a big deal. So See, I don't that's, know that, that was my blood and bone shout out. I was like, I was wondering. Okay, I was, okay, I, I, okay, I thought of, yeah. I immediately thought about that. I was like, I, I thought it maybe we had How to do that. You guys know that? What do you fucking mean? <laughs> What's blood, blood and bone? Is one of the side novels. It's about Jakaruku, and I, I instantly assumed. Assumed uh, when when they when Shirk was like, and we dropped them off. That was me going, never going to hear from them again in this series, but maybe <laughs> in the side book. That is like yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm learning in this book series. Yeah, I didn't even put it into the summary. Yeah, uh, and then also this is kind of like a one line thing, but Shirk mentions Laughter's End, uh, which is one of <gasps> the uh, Corbel Brooch and Bokalane books. Yes, uh, yes. Leaves of Laughter's End. So yes. I don't know if they cross paths at some point, but they are on a boat. In the the Corbel Brooch and Bocalane novellas, uh, at one point at least, we've got to read the next set of those novellas. They're yeah, so yeah, I good. think we should do yeah. it going into book eight. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that off air, but leave here we are. me out of it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yes. So so now that is the end of the chapter. Sorry, I just wanted to get those little uh, side novel shoutouts. I didn't catch uh, that, man. That's awesome. Before we move on, we want to take a moment and thank the, some sponsors on Patreon. So a big thank you to Francesca, Levi, Dylan, Juan, and Jason. Thanks so much for supporting the Thanks. show. It makes it a lot more sustainable, and we appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Yeah, y'all are great, as always. Thank you so much. Now let's kick it.
Chapter 4. There's lots to unpack here. Red Mask worries of the implications of being exiled by his old clan. When he arrives back there, he sees that the clan has definitely seen better days. There's just a defenseless camp, barely any Rodara and no elders. Upon arrival, Red Mask is spotted and meets six young warriors. Massark, the clan leader, explains that the six young warriors are all that are left and explains that their only remaining strong clan of the all are the Ganatok because they did some shady business hiring wolf mercenaries to fight against the Lethri while they fled. Redmask declares himself the new war leader of the clan and the young warriors undergo their death night. Redmask plans to challenge the Ganatok leader Hadrelp for control. We catch up with Udinas and Gang and see that tensions are getting high and everyone is getting a little testy. Saren decides to leave to go scouting where she comes across the garrison. Silchus says he'll kill everyone in the fort. He's tired of being followed. Silchus does in fact kill everyone in the fort, but spares Ventrala's life to tell Han and Mosag to stop the pursuit of him by Lethry and Eater forces. After Silchus Ruin returns from his killing spree, Fear shares his plans to free Scavendari so that he can be used to free his brother Rulat from the Crippled God. Silchus has his own plans for the Crippled God. Redmask and his new crew of teenage boy warriors complete their task to steal the herds from a Lethary camp. Massark reflects on the Death Knight ritual of the previous evening, thinking about how he has been changed by the trauma of it and how he has changed his opinion of Red Mask and his goals, which now seem possible. I do just want to say when Peter when Peter said kick it, I was making a Beastie Boys reference with that riff because that's kick it. Thank you. Yeah, you guys got some real rowdy energy tonight over there. It's nighttime, dude. Yeah, it's a Friday night, PBA. Friday, Friday night. Freaks come out. I'm get, it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long week, so I'm getting drunk regardless if I'm podcasting or not. I love to see it. I love to see it. All right, so chapter four, we'll jump right into it. This is a this chapter. I think was fire, 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 fire. Everything loved every part of it, but mostly loved Red Mask. Josh, you know, we're coming back. We're kind of just. Pensive. We're thinking about, hmm, I was banished, but I didn't die, but usually we do. And now I want a new clan and I want to fuck up the Lethary people. How am I going to do that? Cue teenage warriors. Yes. <laughs> tell me more, Josh. Tell me what, tell me how this tickles your fancy. So I like Westerns because I was raised in a household that really likes Westerns. And there is some serious yes. sort of like Native American tribal energy i feel like with the aldon uh and is it the aldon or is that the land they're on the aldon is the land they are that's the what all. i thought they're, so the, they're all. the all that's what i thought okay there's some serious like native american energy with them and i mean it goes like really deep like all the way to like the guy selling land for faulty weapons like that's what we fucking did to right. native americans as a country we were really bad about shit like that but i love when steve takes real shit and then he's like, and also lizards with swords. Like, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. my thing. Yeah. 
But I just and it's it's so grounded in like I, I I really felt like I could see this interaction between him and his former clan and like yeah like I really like Red Mask because either we are getting surface level with him or he <laughs> is so singularly focused that there is not yeah. there is not a moment of regret or sadness for his clan like he comes upon his clan and it's like twenty women and sixteen age boys and his thought is. It will do. Period. Like yeah. there's no yeah. anything else on it. Just like we'll have to rebuild from here, I guess. Like I like it's so it's very like Warhammer 40k, where like there's just no emotion. It's just all right. I guess this is the thing that it is. Uh, yeah. and I love every bit of it. And I I cannot wait till we talk about chapter six. I was like in a I was reading it today, just like chills. It's so ridiculous. Mm. Chapter six rules. Red mask rules. Yeah. Shout out. And, and oh my god, and their Death Knight shit is so rad. Just, oh god. Rad? I like that you bring that up, and I, uh, yes, Death Knight, guys. So, yeah. my understanding is you get buried alive. Yes. Uh-huh. Just an arm's length deep, so it's only like three feet. I would say rad but, as in like radical, as not normal or something. I would yeah, <laughs> like really intense. Yeah. Well, I, I think what I like about it is uh, is 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 your boy watched a show called The Sinner on Netflix this summer, and there is a whole season Ooh. where like it revolves around people who did this, and it went really into the psychology of why people do that kind of shit, and it was really fascinating to me. And so taking that and then getting to read this, I really really enjoyed. Was that yeah. the most recent season? The third season with Matt Bomer, yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, he's nice to look at. We can all agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Divine. Yeah, so... Oh, real quick before we go, uh, and then there's the whole reveal here about the uh, the wolf mercenaries, who, by oh, the yeah. way, mm. when we find the reveal in, in Chapter 6, I felt pretty dumb. Pretty dumb at that Bro, point. Bro, I can't but wait to good. talk about it. What a legendary. Yeah. yeah Are so the good. wolf mercenaries the what the random wolves that came in the last book or the two books ago? At no, the end? Or, uh, no, they're from we'll get into it in chapter six, but it's back to book three. Yeah, the gray all, swords of of like uh Idkovian and Brickalian and all them. That became that then became under Tog with Tok the Younger, who took the mantle of Andere, whatever his name is. Ta- no, I think Tok took Tog. No, Tok took no Tok took the name of Anaster, 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 Anaster. Sorry, he took that name, but they're under Tog. Yeah, that Tog. was crazy. Was anyone? Yeah, yeah. Tog Wait, we'll, get we'll get to that. But we'll get to that. We'll get there. Tog yeah, and Fandere. Woof woof. Big reveal. Yeah, but woof 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 woof. Yeah, you know, after that we do that whole Death Knight bullshit. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> and then. You know, Red Mask is like, we're going to go fuck up Hadralt. I'm going to kill their leader and we're going to get all of their people because that's what we do out here in these parts. Um, Cool. Loved it. Love to see it. Flash over to Udinas and the group. Oh, Lethery. So good. The kettles. This chapter, this chapter fucking bangs. (laughs) These are a good group of chapters, gang. It was, uh, it was a good group. This this group of characters rules, I gotta say. Yeah. Mm, It makes like the whole like Crocus, Galara. Yes. You read my mind. You read my mind. It just like drags its balls across them. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's not what I was going to (laughs) say. It's a totally different energy though, because that group is so much, is so lost and sad. Where this group, Uh, literally, where this group, 
group is like ostensibly has a purpose, but like everyone like is only together for one reason and they all really don't like each other, you know? And yeah, I yeah. love that vibe. And also Kettle, I mean, come on. What Kettle and Kettle and any group could just make me like it. But yes, true, all that to true. say. Um Oh, it's so good. Every, yeah. Peter, why don't you just like tell me how you feel about this Silchus ruin and fear and Udinas. Um, like this whole little like, I don't know what they're doing. Why they're you know, the they bickering. all have their singular motives. Who's are you whose side yeah. are you on? All right. So first off, we can we all agree, I guess Silchus ruins hot now. Is that what we've we've decided? Who oh, who do you mean decided now? that? Where did I, that come from? All right, I'll let me paint it for you. Alabaster skin. Alabaster skin, India. Long flowing white hair. Also, two sick swords. Hot. Yeah. Done. That's all you need. Silchus Ruin can get it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, okay. I disagree, guys, but that's neither here nor there. You disagree? Hard. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, AJ, play some sort of theme Mm. music. Okay, oh, great. We got a new we got a new section. <laughs> we got a new section, and this section's called "Fucking Fear Sengar Can Take a Moment and Leave the Book and Eat and Go to a Fucking <laughs> Ranch Upstate." That is my how, opinion. How how great? It's gonna be how tough finding music for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he it's just like I don't know, man. I, listen, I think he's much more tolerable here, but uh, it's just like I'm pretty aggravated with that guy still um yeah. I, I love the i love this scene and i love i love especially when you have the point of view of Saren. and i think later mm-hmm. on she's talking about how she has this weird feeling like oh that like i'm only supposed to guide them you know and she's so kind of out of place in a way because she's not as bought into the stakes of like who is scabandari blood eye what is his legacy what does that mean mm-hmm. what his should his power be interpreted as you know i think that's really interesting and uh, so I lo- really like the S- Saren stuff. Udanis is also around and he's adrift in a different way, you know, but he's like throws his he throws some bows sometimes, you know, I truly can't deal with the broodiness. I can't I leave leave like what do you bring? What does Udinas bring that's, to the table? Someone tell me. But where is he supposed to go, India? No, that was my that that's exactly my thought, AJ. I was and and India. I was trying to figure out because I was like, I get the other three and Kettle. I I do feel confused. Other than it's safe to be by Silchus Ruin, why Udinas is there? But, right. Yeah. So then shut the fuck up. Or am I missing something? Is there? A, does he have a purpose right now? Does he have a thumb in this pie? Mm. No. I agree. Oh. Does it, do we all agree? I am struggling because, like, I could see maybe if he was Peter going to, something. like, yeah, Peter definitely knows something. He's doing that look. He when he does, mm, that's always our key. I don't know. Is he trying to get? Is he trying to help Rulad? Because he kind of liked him, kind of for a bit. Yeah. Well, he says he says in this section, uh, or or at some point, it's just like he could go back. But what's he going back for? He's just going to be killed. Like, there's yeah. no situation where he goes back and doesn't end up on a on a pike, you know? Well, it's, like, a, it's a real change, too, since we're going from Midnight Tides, where Udanis is, like, one of the main narrators of that book, to yeah. I don't think we've been from his point of view yet. Aren't we usually in no. Saren's? Uh, we're in Saren's. Uh, I guess it is always Saren's, huh? God, why uh, do you... Think about these things, Pete. It make me feel dumb. Me too. I, well, you guys do that to me every time we record, so that's from all uh, No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. No, this section is from Udinas's point of view. Interesting. Oh, I was okay. mistaken. I feel better. Yeah. Um, I do want to say in this section, 
Uh, they're all fighting. They're bickering back and forth. It's awful. It's terrible. And then Kettle says, why don't any of you like each other? I like all of you. Uh, and Udinash just says, it's all right. We're all just tortured by who we are, Kettle. And then nobody says anything after that. Yeah, that one, um, that was, that cut deep. I loved yeah. that. Yeah, so I think that's kind of like what they're all doing together, right? They're all just like a bunch of people who don't really have anywhere else to be. And they have like the one thing that they want to do, but they can't really do it on their own. So they're kind of just like going with this group to question mark town you know like we're all just kind of along and and it doesn't really matter what the motivations are because like what else are these people supposed to do and they're all they're all being hunted by like Mm-hmm. two different groups which is kind of like eh. right right, if, uh, right yeah when when they left at the end of midnight tides it was like okay we have we are all together we have to go now and now we're seeing the aftermath of that where it's like but now now what like we've gotten away from the immediate threat but like we can't just like go our separate ways because like why would i leave this fucking god with two swords like why would i not be with this dude exactly yeah. um well but I, also i, I kind of hate this dude and that's but. why i do like the scene when silch's rune comes back from like just fucking going to town in that four and like he yeah. more directly talks to fear about like trying to reconcile their two different goals or just being like hey like fuck you you can't do this thing i'm doing it. i mean and it's like i feel like they're trying to get into what like the actual conflict of their group is in a way yeah yeah and they did come to i mean some kind of resolution where fear i think kind of had to just accept that his plan, he has no plan, and the plan that he does have is fucking dumb. Yeah. And so Shrun is like, listen, I got you. Just let me do me, and then we all win. Which, like, is that true? Probably not. But Fear just needs, like, Fear just needs a little coaxing, you know? He needs a little bit. Yeah. And I'm curious yeah. what you guys think. There's more crippled God talk here than... I feel like a lot of crippled God talk in these few chapters, actually. Yes, a lot. Is this the one where Kettle just talks to the crippled God for the first time? Or that was the last. That, that was, was the last, last time. This time right, is yeah, more yeah. where they're talking about, like, moving against the crippled God, against the crippled God having these things about where... R- r- I think this is this conversation, right? I think yes. so. Well, yeah. And then later in the fort, Silch's Ruin is straight up to that. Kristan, like, I'm going to murder your yeah. God. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm excited to get to that one. But I mean, anyway. it's like next. I think it's the same scene, right? Yeah, I've yeah. kind of been blurring all of these, to be honest. Mm. Those can we talk about those mice? Mm. The big, so, the, the big mice. The big, the big scaly mice. Because I have a real. I have an How actual. How big like, are they? Not too big is the answer. <laughs> I, I'm I'm afraid of mice and rats. I can't. I cannot. Oh. I cannot deal with them on any level. Uh, Interesting. So I did not like, did not like this scene at all. Really, hmm. it's not. A, I mean, I liked when Silchus Ruin was going ham, but I didn't like the tide of mice eating people. You know, guys, <laughs> what do we really think about? You know, Silchus Ruin, singular-minded, doesn't really. Everyone like Saren was like, maybe don't go kill everyone. Maybe for fears, like I don't know if that's a good idea. Wudinas is like, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But like, just let me make fun of you. Yeah. (laughs) And he went in there and he really just tore the whole shit up. Luckily, the Lethery people got out um, and escaped. But yeah, all the eater fucked. Yeah. So wasn't it the opposite? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because because the Atri Preda is like, hey, 
Y'all yeah, fall back. Like this, yeah. we're not doing anything. And then the overseer's like, what the fuck are you doing? Leave your yeah. people out here. We're going to do it. And the, the Atropita's like, I'll let them back out when this fool's fucking gone. Yeah, like, exactly. There is no way we're taking this asshole down. Like, which I thought was, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. I adored this point of view uh, from the Kariznan. I Me thought too. it was so good to like be in the head of this like, basically like tool for chaos magic to shoot through like mm-hmm. to, to we're we're basically the pov of a gun until until uh, i guess the end when he talks to to soldier's ruin but it's pretty much just like you know he's he 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 points in a direction feels a target and then sh- just like opens his body and then the stuff comes out uh and it's not until he feels his his magic rebuffed uh that he's like wait what <laughs> Just really, really great shit. And is that just because of like an overusage situation? Yeah. So I think it's it's like we've seen people use chaos magic before in like a lot of different ways. And like e- in, even in the first book, um, fucking a hairlock when hairlock's using the chaos warrens oh, and stuff yeah. like his whole mind gets just like blown to bits just because the chaos warren is so fucked. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think a it's puppet. just just overuse. Yeah. I'm, it, yeah. Pretty much this dude is a puppet. Uh, but just not in a little tiny puppet body. Right. <laughs> Good shit. Me and Inge were talking. Me and Inge were talking earlier about the. I think like the chapter six cutaway to the boy who's only in it for a bit, the young dog Fuck. Raggler. We'll talk about later. Uh, but I think this was another great usage of coming into the this Kristan's point of view. Yes. Of just like, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. here's this character. We're gonna be in their point of view for a bit. It's not a big thing. We don't need to follow them. But like, yeah. just for this moment of the story, we're zooming into this person's life. Yeah. To be clear, I would f- gladly follow this this character through the rest of this book. Oh man! And then the end of this converse or the oh. end of this uh, altercation, I guess, between Ventrala is the Krisnan's name, Ventrala and Siltrus Ruin. Where Siltrus Ruin's like, "Look, I'm not gonna kill you because like you're a tool of Han and Mozag. I don't really give a shit about Han and Mozag, but like maybe think about what you're doing because mm-hmm. he's not fighting for your god. Like your god doesn't want this. Your god is like." Yes, the god of chaos, but also not fucking stupid. Like, he's not just trying to destroy things for the sake of destroying it. Like, which was pretty interesting because from everything we've seen from the crippled god thus far, there are certain things that seem well thought out, I guess. Uh, but it's mostly just like, whatever the fuck happens, it's it's all according to my plan. But like, maybe he actually does kind of have a plan and like when stuff doesn't go to it he doesn't want to engage with it anymore um i had a different interpretation of the conversation that he had okay um which like similar but i thought that he was more so saying like why would you want to be involved with this god who's only like who's like a broken thing that only works with other broken and and destroys things like people and things so like what are you doing that was what Mm. i thought he was saying like but that was just my take on it. No, I think it is a little of both. I think he does. He obviously has a lot of malice for the crippled God, but he also does say here, I think, I'm pretty sure it's this conversation. He says like the maybe the gods are shaped by the people who worship them. And like, you know, the crippled God started building this, you know, following with these broken people and these like, you know, badly treated people. And then his followers like shaped him into this like, you know, creature that he is now that is just like broken and causing chaos uh, at all costs. But, you know, it's not really at all costs, clearly. But I see. Yeah, I see. I think it's at this point that Silchus Ruin also has this line. I think it's in this chapter where he says, like, there's a difference between a god wanting suffering and a god in pain or something like that. Do you know what Mm. I'm talking about? Yes, it is there. Oh, yeah. But I don't know my book right now. You should choose a better god to worship. But I think that's a I think that part happens when he's talking to fear in them. 
No, that I, I'm. He's. This is when he's talking to the Krisnan. Uh, then again, perhaps it is like the likes of you who have in turn shaped the crippled god. Perhaps without his broken, malformed worshippers, he would have healed long ago. Mm. Oh yeah, I love that. Wow. Are we still? I feel good. Can I move? You're in control. Let's drive. Okay. So yeah. So after you know he kills everyone, we go back, and that's we kind of touched on this earlier, and I don't think we need to touch on it again. But um, fear and Silch's ruin kind of discuss their motives and and what they want to do, and fear I think kind of agrees that he needs to like chill out and let uh, Daddy Silchus do the. <laughs> to the uh, uh this is an planning. O- official petition yes. to only refer to him as Daddy Silches. Daddy Silches. No, but yeah, I was gonna say Daddy Ruined, but that's not doesn't feel good. I like Daddy yeah, Silches. That's um yeah, that yeah. And then nearby, you know, Udenas and Wither are talking, and I think Udenas says he wants that they're gonna kill Kettle. Is that what I got from that? Is that a plan to kill Kettle? It's not a plan, but uh she does still have that Forkerla sale soul inside her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Very upset with that. Not relevant, (laughs) just very upset about it. Um, Agreed. And then lastly, we also kind of touched on this. Red Mask and his his crew of teenage boy warriors um, go to steal the herds in the Lethery camp. Yeah. And then Steve says, I'm actually going to fuck with you guys and make, make you see a completely innocent person. That gets mm-hmm. killed as well, because why not? And well, very and upsetting. And let's not forget, he, he he sees his whole family murdered first and then dies. Right, yeah. The fucking way that Steve fucking jukes us out by giving us the POV of the shepherd and then immediately switching to Red Mask. Like, yeah, and then he chopped his head off, but it's not that shepherd. That's a different shepherd. <laughs> yeah. And then, we, and then we go back to the one that didn't get his head chopped off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he managed Only to escape to be quick like- enough. Chopped in Ugh. half, question mark? And the fact that that, oh my fucking God. Steve, come on, man. Because <laughs> like pretty, that whole section mean. starts, is like, um, our, life has, my, our life has never been better. <laughs> we finally yeah. have a farm. Dad doesn't right? drink anymore. Like, everything's great. We're doing so well. Hey, what's that noise over there? Uh-oh, my dogs are dead. And it's like, come on, man. You literally, Ugh. absolutely. Like, absolutely, AJ. <laughs> I, I, I mimic that entirely. I was so upset. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> why (laughs) yeah um so yeah and that pretty much brings us right to the end there yeah that's the end of the chapter jesus christ uh we have two more chapters mm. we're going long tonight chapter five mutant turtles are laying their eggs in the summer not sure why it's relevant but it is Hen and Mosag is creeping through the barrows of the dead Azath house in Lether. He finds one filled with binding rituals and sorcery and realizes someone has begun unraveling the magic to try to release the prisoner below. Someone is watching him. Rautos Hivenar watches his excavations continue, believing he is uncovering a huge mechanism wondering who put it there. Bug tells Tehol the issue he is pondering. Tehol is upset that Bug didn't mention his own plan to topple the economy. Tanel Yathvinar delivers a special puzzle to Karos with a two-headed insect in it and talks to Janath about justice. 
The Aaron has returned to the eternal domicile after following Mosai to the Azath house. He travels to meet Menador and offers to bargain for information sharing. He says her sisters conspire with one vengeful goal, killing her, adding her freeing is imminent. Shadowthrone and Hood talk with Menador. Shadowthrone offers to help her with her sisters in return for use of the Starvolve Demolane Gate. She makes him promise to only use the gate once, and he agrees. Nissal visits Queen Janelle, who berates her and tells her that the crippled god is the only one who matters now, and Rulad is failing. Nissal believes Rulad should kill both Ganal and Karos, who plot against the Eater. Janelle says the crippled god is almost done with the Eater. Nissal offers servants to help take care of Janelle. When Nissal departs, Janelle begins a conversation with the crippled god and demands her throne. The crippled god says his broken followers have lied to themselves and made him what he is. Janelle insists on the throne. He agrees, saying he did warn her. Bruthen Trana warns Nisal that Karos is investigating her for sedition against the Chancellor and that Roulette is being isolated from the Eater. He offers her two bodyguards and they agree to think about working together. Sakul Ankadu meets Han and Mosag standing above the Azath house grave of Shelthana Lor, whom Sakul is trying to free. They agree to work together to find Ruin and stop him from reaching Scavendari. Sheltathalor rises. All right, so chapter five, we kick off and, you know. Eggs, 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 eggs. Eggs everywhere. Eggs, eggs everywhere. <laughs> Eat, we're eating eggs. We're gooey eggs. We're giant eggs. We're... What's that down there? It's more a whole basket of eggs in the river. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, Sorry, 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 sorry. I, just really quick. I just want to touch on this fucking epigraph really quick. Oh, yeah. That's like a legendary epigraph. All about truth and like how society is god it, it's a real joker face like we live in a society <laughs> bullshit and then it ends until comes a time when uh, one final lie is voiced the one that can only be answered by rage by cold murder and on that day blood shall rain down every wall of this vaunted weaning society and the person that's giving the speech is uh, a guild master that was impeached and the guild that he oh, was yeah, master yeah, yeah. of was the guild of sandal clasp makers yes so good. Like, fuck, dude. This is really, really good. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get, I just wanted to say that before we get into no, the it's, chapter. No, it's one of the can... all-time epigraphs. It's a great, like... <laughs> so fucking I didn't good. know that. Call out. That's that's up there uh, with the Bone Hunters one that's like, the world is doomed anyway, buy my boner pills. Like, yeah. oh man, they're both really good. Uh, I should anyway. really start reading the epigraphs. You could listen to <laughs> Pete and I's episode on them and it's really good. I actually will because I feel like that'd be the best way for me to do it with my friends. Patreon plug. Um, and yeah, and I am a member of that Patreon, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. You, you could get access. just earn my... <laughs> Rewards. All right, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. So, yes, most importantly, eggs. But 
<laughs> so many eggs. Hannon Mossack is, he's the first person we see and he's all hunched over and creepy now. Facts? Yes, yes. Yeah, because he, he blasted, he blasted, uh. Definit, definitively not hot. Definitively not hot. Yeah. Not oh, hot. yeah. Facts. He, he, he blasted Kirk, Kirk Khan in the last, in uh, Midnight Tides and he fucked his body up. We all just kind of need some, um, and by we all, I mean I, need some clarity. Yeah. He is in the Azath, which is the same one that Silchus Ruin was there. Yep. And now it's destroyed. It's like barely a thing. What are barrows? It's just graves. And he finds one grave that has power in it, and he sees that someone has already kind of done some un, some unbinding magic there. Yeah, it's the we learned in uh the Midnight Tides, it's the third sister of the trio of sisters born to Scabandari, right? Actually, two of them are da- uh, daughters of Osric and then right. one of them is the daughter of Scabandari. I believe because there's Menendore, who we Kadu. see, and then mm. there's the the other one who eats some dude's lungs, and then the third That's one, who I forget, is under the ground. So yeah, Menandere in and Suckle Andu are the daughters of Osric, and I then Shelthalor is their cousin and the daughter of Scavendari Blood Eye. Why couldn't they just be like Katie, Beth, and Margaret? Why? (laughs) Can you give me a Susan, Steve? All I'm asking for is a Brad. (laughs) Just Um, one. So yeah, so he's in there and now you've explained to me what a barrow is and the magic and where everyone is. So we see the other sister cousin, maybe, and she's (laughs) currently eating someone that she found. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and that's that. Great. Now that I understand yeah, that's the that, whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> I will. You got. I was so. I get so confused, and it's like, how many times no, can yeah. I re-listen to the same fucking thing? Yeah. Or read it. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. read it. I listen and read at the same time. But I, I spent a good portion of the day on the subway today. Um. Nice. Not nice. Very oh. scary out there. But anyway, we need to uh, discuss your feelings and understandings of. Something that happened in chapter five. Oh, about this next section with Rato's Hivenar? Yeah, I, what was the what was the importance of this? Is there even well, anything to say? Yeah, he's definitely picking up shit that fucking. Well, I can't say definitely, but like we know that. Oh shit, blanking on the name. Uh, big big boy, no memory. Icarium. Yes. Uh, <laughs> big boy, we, no memory. <laughs> big boy, no memory. My favorite character. See, sometimes. The- Sometimes we just get to have a loss for words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know that a carrier in Malazan no- fall down book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's my new series. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna write eleven books. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, we know from book four, five, Midnight Tides that uh, a carrier's been here and has like built fucking clocks. So whenever we yeah. see crazy artifacts, I always assume it's a carrier. I could be completely mm. wrong, but that's just like my general mm. assumption when we see shit. That's phenomenal. Right over this head. No, no idea of the relevance. Could be completely wrong. It could be, uh, well, and you know what? We did, now hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Let's go back to chapter I'm four. Chapter, about chapter four, when uh, the errant is underneath, no, chapter three, when the errant's doing his shit with the holds. He does talk about how 
the city of Lether, I think, is actually built on older ruins, which is interesting because as far as we know, the oldest human civilization is the first empire, which Lether is like mm. a remnant of. So it could be that these artifacts are from whatever civilization predates Lether, which would theoretically predate the first empire. We might not know who those are from yet, though. Interesting. Who I'm going to well, throw up. <laughs> Damn, dude. Because this all just came my head just now. Yeah. So what is that... Okay. We don't Very, know yet. We don't know yet. It doesn't yet. really mean much. It's just... Yeah. It's just an observation. Yeah, it's just like, it's a thing. Whoever was here first put some cool artifacts down. So, and then the guy, uh, Factor Leto... Le, leader, guys. Leader Anict. Leader Anict. Factor Letter Anict. Yeah, that person. I don't think, I don't um, think anyone should have so many hard consonants in their name. Factor <laughs> Letter Anict. It's too many. So he tells uh, Bennett... That Orban Truthfinder will be an ally. Why? What does that mean to me? This is really a learning session. Oh, so okay. Friend. Okay, so yeah. So what's happening here is so Rautas Hivenar, who is the leader of the like merchants organization, is sending his number one man, uh what who Venet, who is also indebted to him and has been for generations, but you know, regardless. Um, so he's sending him over to Drene, the city where we have met, so the, the city that Red Mask is going to attack, basically. Um, so right. he's sending him there. He's been told to talk with Orban Truthfinder, who's the leader of the Patriots over there, uh, because he thinks there's going to be some crazy shit happening over there. I can't remember I why. I just want to commend you guys for the dots that you put together, because if you asked me where anyone was <laughs> at any given moment, no idea. But, like, that's actually kind of exciting, because it's, like, building toward him going somewhere that people are already at. Like, that's, like, a yeah. thing. That's, like, something It is that's... a lot. It is truly magical that we're in book fucking seven, and there's so many new names and places to still remember. <laughs> but, like, you're so good at it, guys. So... Oh, oh, no, India. All of the people in Drenite, gun to my head, I don't know any of their names. I don't know. I know, the, yeah. I know there's the there's the Eater Overseer. There's the Atriprita. Sure. You could have said any combination of syllables, and I would have agreed. <laughs> the Atriprita, and then Letter Annect. I got his name. But the other two, who are in lots of scenes together, no idea what their names are. Okay. Fair. Well, moving on, back to the best boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bug and Tail. They're back. So, Bug is having a day. He's dealing with a lot of shit, and <laughs> Tail's not making it any easier, and asks him, like, well, what's on your mind, you know? And he goes off and tells us all of this information, all of this very, very lots of things going on, kind of like what you guys just did. For me, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> how'd you feel? What did you, what do you what are you guys thinking about Bugs? I guess um, like his part in all of this, and what yeah. is his part in all this? Exactly, exactly. Like you don't know. <laughs> um, I I thought this part was really interesting because like this was kind of I mean it feels like our equivalent of like a deck of dragons reading where it's like here's all the stuff that's going to happen except it's yeah. just Doug Bug literally catch. just laying it out like in clear words like uh and then the I love King I, meddles with nefarious rituals like the eater fleet skirts the draconian sea and shall soon enter a river mouth <laughs> to return to leather uh I just love like, how Tehol's even like you didn't even count me what the fuck's this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Really good shit. Uh, I, I I loved it. Same. But man, I also like how uh, Tehul's like, oh, I've decided that my blue eye is for understanding and my other eye is just for seeing. <laughs> so like, good. Okay, so great. good. <laughs> it feels like it's kind of giving the blurb for the back of the book, you know? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 
Absolutely, this could be the blurb from the back of the book. What's up with uh? What's up with Tano Yathvinar and these fucking puzzle boxes? Well, dude loves puzzles. He's dude. the one giving he's a, he's them a... to Keros and Vicdad, who loves puzzles. You're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. Keros and What's up with? Is he just like? Is this how he proves he's a genius? They were talking about the game, and you have to do it in like two minutes. See, and this yeah, is. But I don't know what it means. This is why you cannot trust board game kids. You know exactly. Really, they're exactly. all. They're all freaks. I, I didn't understand. <laughs> I just there are just things that happen in this, and it's just like. Why? And this yeah. was one of them. Why are you get? Yeah. Why do I need to see this? I'm sure if Steve is here. He'd be like, "Well, it's really meant to characterize him and show how much he likes to just get to the root of a problem and, and you know." It's solve actually it really obvious, just, India. It's just yeah. this. Yeah. Or he's like fully just a god in disguise because there was like the first puzzle he gave was like, "Oh yeah, it took someone two weeks to solve this." He's like, "Okay, I'm done." And yeah. it's like, "Hey, what?" So I don't know. That feels he kind of supernaturally he, good at puzzles. <laughs> Yeah. Right. God, he's the he's the god of puzzles. <laughs> we haven't met them yet. Can Maybe. you imagine being like the god of Scrabble? Um, which, which, for the record, for the record, AJ is uh, apparently he wiped his family today. I, yeah, right before I recorded, uh, I I kicked ass in a game of Scrabble. Um, uh, my my big word was ooze. Ooze. Thirty two points. Secret of the ooze. Um. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to say, you know, and make this joke about board games, and I'm going to spoil something for you guys now in the series. In the next book, there's even more board game action. So get excited to learn more about what board games are like in this world, you know? (laughs) I can't wait for Malazan Arkham Horror. Like It sounds like a a very fun board game. Uh, And that's a joke for my board game heads out there. What's up? Um, (laughs) You know what the Rat Kitchen's favorite game would be is uh, Mousetrap. Nice. No, it wouldn't. They don't want to trap the mice. Sure, they yeah. use them. Guys, you know? Yes. Well. <laughs> Maybe Egyptian rat screw? Hey. Uh, anyway. Yeah, then, you know, how do you guys, how'd you guys take the whole, like, you know, we go from playing a board game to going downstairs and beating a woman senseless. Yeah. Yeah, you don't love to see not, that. Not great. We don't love to see it. In fact, we hate to see it. And, um, but also something interesting that happened there was, um, they had a conversation about the afterlife and a cult and when you die, the people that you were mean to wait for you and then, you know, ruin ruin your afterlife. I do just have to say the people you were mean to is a very soft sell of that idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yes, like, yeah. the people who, piss, who you pissed off. And um, then he's just kind of, you know, has his own idea of what justice is. And it's not that they have a little bit uh, of an argument. And yeah, I'm wondering... How, who is this woman? And what do you guys think about this strange thing going on there? <laughs> Let's move on to the next thing, actually. There's not a lot to say <laughs> yeah, about this. I, yeah, this, it's, it's rough. It's rough every time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not cool. It's really sad. And um, I did like that part, though. I, I liked the, the whole idea of she like she's real beaten down down there, but she's really she's, she's staying pretty, pretty smart with it. I, so hopefully she gets out soon. All right. Yeah. I love that she was keeping herself busy with her lectures that she yeah. would give as a, as a scholar. That's uh, great uh, mental uh, gymnastics, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I do love that uh, when Tenal leaves her in the cave, he starts hearing her voice in like yeah. uh, opposition to his own thoughts. Oh man, that's so fucking good. Like get fucked, dude. Goddamn. Yeah, he sucks. Lost, yeah, that's, it's, yeah, he does suck. He's crazy. But um, mm. so then, you know, in the next scene, Menendor and um, Hannah Mossag and Hood? 
Yes. Oh, great yeah. scene. Not Han and Masag. It's Hood and Shadow Throne. Sha- but it's, Shadow but Throne. The, but it's the errant first. The errant first of Menendore. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ar- but that's from the Aaron's point of view. You see him visit Menandere, and then yeah, it's Menandere and the three, two of them. Right, right, right. Yeah. When she, yeah, great. What a fucking go off, guys. Thoughts on those conversations? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't really know. I I didn't have. Th- so like this is this is first off. I will say this. It's interesting to hear the conversation. I wonder what you guys make of it. Obviously, I know more than you, but also. <laughs> Flex, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys know I've read these books before, so you've got brains. Spoilies. Uh, <laughs> um, no, like, uh, the, uh, but I will say the Aaron's conversation with Menandere is like peak Malazan, like, hey, Josh, I uh, heard you did that thing. And uh, yeah. I, I know I'm you sorry. did that thing. And if you did that, you're not going to believe what I did. And it's <laughs> it's going to have a lot of problems for what I might do later on. And then, and, and then, like we it cut away, so and that's annoying. the whole conversation. <laughs> so annoying. It's yeah, so it. funny when you say that because that's not how I read it at all. Like, and it's and it's like actually like a funny thing, and it's not for me. I'm just like, what the fuck? What's ha- what the fuck? Why is this happening? I can't yeah. even talk to you guys about it because I don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's classic. It's classic. So, wh- oh, yeah. wh- what do you guys think? This is one of our few times of us seeing Hood. Like, H- Hood's uh, out. Yeah, that really threw me for a loop. And then I all of like, a sudden, oh. Shadow Thrones here, and we're all scheming. Like, yeah, I didn't like it. I don't. I yeah. I mean, Hood's done some shit. Didn't Hood make a deal with a uh, Quick Ben or someone recently? He made a deal with Quick Ben, and then had Quick Ben. Uh, uh, what I don't know what the fucking phrase is. Uh, had Quick Ben fulfill the deal by coming to fight Icarium. No, that was Shadow Throne. That was Shadow Throne. But Hood did some shit, or maybe Quick Ben saw Hood do some shit. That's right. Quick Ben had hid in one of the books and like saw some shit in Hood's realm. I forget when that was. I don't know. Oh, no, don't... no, he was he was hiding as what a dead per, as a dead body in the gate when Perrin was talking to Hood. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's well. Fucking, to be fair, he wasn't talking to Hood. He was talking to a representative of Hood. Ugh. Damn it! All right, so I don't get Hood. This is the worst conversation. Yeah, I don't. Hood's Hood's a lot. <laughs> well, we don't know a lot about Hood, so that's no, what I'm yeah. saying. It's almost as if there's a shroud over him. A hood, perhaps. A hood. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. And I will say, I actually think they actually call him the Reaper in this part. I, I, I feel like we are close to touching Reapers on. Gale. Oh, Reapers Gale. Oh shit. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh shit. I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. An allusion to the to death in the title. <laughs> what? I don't. Yeah, this was a tough scene. I also don't understand Menanderite or her motivations. So that makes sense. I don't Dude, understand this... anything about them. I, yeah. This whole no. So like, but, I, so there's sister drama. We get that. Like Menandere yes. is like. My mom always said girls can't hang out in odd numbers, and clearly Menandere is the what odd the number. No, what that? did happen though? Something did happen where they. What happened again? Josh, is this something your mom used to say? <laughs> she still says it to this day. What? She always said girls can't. She said she learned it from her mom that girls will naturally cling to one person if there's an odd number, one girl will get left out. That's Jesus so fucked. Christ. Anyway. <laughs> Um, is well, that anyone though? Well, is that any friend group? Yeah, I, there's, we have to. We, 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 listen, we oh yeah, it's we needlessly on. sexist. It's needlessly <laughs> sexist. The three, uh, okay, so the the three of them have a long history of 
having beef with each other. But you know, here I did it, but isn't it two against one? Well, here, right now yes. it is. here they split up. Yeah, so Menanderay kind of allies with them, and they're gonna she's gonna go off on her to do it to kind of track down Blood Eye and everything. And then so does Suckalandaloo and Shelthalore, but they're kind of going to be their own squad. I hate that name. What? Suckalandaloo? Yeah. That's not how you say then it. Then who's underground? <laughs> yeah, AJ says it really differently. I forget. It's Suckalankadu. I, I said it right. <laughs> okay. I don't like it anyway. Anything that starts with Suckle, I don't love. Suckles. <laughs> All right. So, so then they make those that deal. But what does that deal mean, guys? Somebody Who fucking knows and it's no it's Malazan. Idea. When there's a deal, it there's like six parts to it. And yeah, the deal I, is that and then there's a second deal with Shadow Throat and Hood, and he's like, I get to use a gate or some bullshit. Yeah. The uh, the gate the gate in Starvald Demolane. Which is the Warren of Dragons. Yeah, and then he's like, I'll use it more than once. And Hood's like, I bet you won't. <laughs> it's like no, what the, the fuck I, does it that was the thought, opposite. No, it was the opposite. Yeah, was she was like, you're going to use it more than once. And Shadow Throne was like, I swear I won't. Only and- one time. Oh, I thought it was like, okay, I misunderstood that that whole thing then. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, any Anytime there's like gods or ascendants talking to each other and they like make a deal and like they all know what they're talking about. I just say, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll figure it out in 400 pages. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. I, I have no fucking idea what any of this stuff means. I have no idea what was going on in that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But hey, in 400 pages, I'll get it, I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely straight facts. <laughs> so we we jump over. What are your thoughts yeah. right now oh, on first of all seeing Janal Janal being alive mm-hmm. and Ooh. kind of crazy now and communicating yeah. with the crippled god like having a bad time. It's bad time. it's it's a very it's not a good look for her. Um, it's yeah, and it's just it's a lot's happened in these in in these past few years, and she has a conversation with the concubine. Who yeah, India, what did, honestly oh, seems to just want everyone to be friends, and I'm not mad at her. Yeah, Nisal is Nisal is incredible. Yeah. I love she's her. great. We love her. We love Nisal. She's just trying to like make everyone get along and be cool, and yeah. everyone's just like fuck you, oh, fuck, Nisal. Oh, fuck you. I'm gonna murder them. I hate you. Like you're yeah. a whore. Yeah, you're a whore. <laughs> she's like, okay, but. Do you want the chicken or the fish? <laughs> she's like, wait, what? I just said I was going to kill you. And she's like, yeah, but like, this is this is part of my job. So like, yeah. are you hungry? It's like, she's just she's trying so, to do her job. She's you know? so nice. It, she's so incredibly nice. I love it. India, what did you make yeah. of this scene between the two of them? Well, I think, I don't know how or when Janelle got involved with the crippled god. How they got the, is that how she even got so, all crumbled? Okay, so or? she, okay, what happened was she was captured in uh, one of the battles in Midnight Tides when a fort was attacked. No, I know that. I know. Right. And then right, they right. put her in the little suitcase and then she And they like, used, Rrr. yeah, so she got crippled godded when Hannon Mosak used her body as a conduit. But how are they now working together? You ever heard of Stockholm Syndrome? Like, I, that, like that's the best I can give you. But like, she's when, being held captive? Uh, Kinda, but not. But no, but really. no, but but it's the same as all the shit in the last book, India and the Bone Hunters. All all the people that like got fucked up by the plague, and the crippled gods like, yes, but the fucked up is the is the true power, and they're like, yes, <laughs> I am powerful. Thank you, crippled god. Okay, like he just well, he he causes pain and then convinces these people that that pain is what makes them better than others. Okay, left. Okay, that's fascinating. Anyway, so in that, yeah, nothing really stuck out in that conversation other than I feel 
this all's really nice. That woman is crazy and I don't understand what she wants or what she's doing. And she apparently is now against roulette as well, which is strange. I don't understand. But it was just, it was just a that to me. It didn't move me along much. Well, me and Inch were talking and I feel like uh, we were joking about the conversation Janelle has with the crippled God. And um, yeah. I feel like in Midnight Tides, at least... I feel like you can connect with the crippled God like somewhat like emotionally or at least understand who he is as a character. He really huge dick in this scene. Just unrelentingly like just like bro who wants to worship you bro. You got to fucking stop being so cruel. Part of me feels like that's kind of the thing. I don't know because like Siltress Ruin in the last chapter was like you like his worshippers made him into this like crippled mess. Maybe he doesn't want to be that. And then in this scene, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Please fuck off. Like, this isn't what I'm trying to do. Just listen to me. God damn it. That's kind of how I've. No. Yeah, I I was. Yeah, I think you're more right. I'm having a little gas, but no, like uh, (laughs) just a lot of crippled God in these chapters. It's like you're a lot of crippled God. It's like, oh, who's this? Yeah. It was like we went from like there was a little bit of talk in Bone Hunters like vaguely and now we're just like fully like here it is. We're back in it. It's like it's like we're in House of Chains again uh, in, in terms of like levels of the crippled God being involved. Right. Mm, uh, yeah. Or, no, sorry. Sorry. Midnight Tides. Midnight Tides when he's like literally in it um, with right. Riddle and stuff. God damn. And so in this current state, are the Lethery still kind of like in charge? <sighs> Well, that's kind of it. That's kind of the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Rulad is like on the throne, and he like the Eater like won the war, and they're like in charge. But like, it's it's kind of what we've been talking about, where like the system is stronger than the individual. Where like Rulad rules over this system, but really he can't do anything to to change it because it's so like entrenched. And and the Eater were coming from this kind of like tribal kind of uh, mentality, and and you know, construction, like that was how all their stuff worked. But then coming into this like super capitalist society where like money and an economy runs stuff, they're like, I don't really know how any of this stuff works. So like you mm-hmm. keep doing it. I am. In, but I'm I'm your boss now, though. But and, also don't tell me anything because I don't really get it. And <laughs> in, interestingly, in uh, chapter either five or six, there's a discussion between the people in Drene. I think it's in chapter six, maybe the people in Drene, the overseer and the Atropita, they're like, what would you, you know, if we beat the Aldan, what would the terms be? And they're like complete and utter annihilation. They are enslaved and sent away. And it's interesting because the 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 Eater is like, that's just crazy. That's not, you know, we would never do that. And because the Eater refused to do exactly that when they defeated Lether is essentially their downfall because they're like so nice about it that the Lether just take advantage of their naivety and all these things. Whereas if they had yeah. been as cold and ruthless as the Lether had been, they would have destroyed this system probably. But they're yeah. uh, they're too nice, which is which is why uh, kill your enemies. And later on, like it's um, Nassal's talking to someone, Bruthen Trana. Yes, and it's seeming like they're isolating Rulad from the Eater, which is kind of. Where I'm going mm-hmm. with this, who's really in control thing. And mm. I'm wondering what you guys thought of that conversation and if you agree. I mean, like in a typical fantasy novel, this would be a cool subplot that like ends in Rulad being helped and like <laughs> the day being saved, but it's Malazan. So at some point, <laughs> it's gonna go horribly, 
horribly wrong. Uh, yeah. We just have I, to wait and see when. Like, they'll both yeah. die. <laughs> yes. Tr- Trib and Noel continuing to be the chancellor or whatever and like the 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 arbiter of who gets to know what information is kind of him being like well i'm you know i am the only like lethry left on the high council or whatever so like i'm just gonna have it stop at me and continue to run everything that the way that it has always been run and rulad's not going to be involved at all so fun stuff utterly imaginable (laughs) (laughs) it took me a second there pete i was like yeah the phrase truly Sakul Ankadu. Sakul Ankadu. Sakul Ankadu. So, as um, as Bug said earlier, you know, Ankadu. Ankadu. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, uh, Ankadu is actually the name of the main character from uh the tale from a Gil- the Epic of Gilgamesh, the oldest recorded uh, novel in history. Oh, fun, fun fact for you guys. I don't know if it's really a cool. novel. I'd love to hear but... that. Anyway. <laughs> so cool, Ankadu. Um, Anton Moss. So cool, Ankadu. This dude is so cool. Please, can we let India get through this sentence? No. I just want to be done with chapter five, guys. That's all I want. We're at the end. Tell me what you made of that conversation because I didn't make anything of it. (laughs) Peter, what do you think? Mm. What do you think about Hannah Mosag and Sukul Ankadu banding together? I have little interest in Sukulink too, but I will say I think it's interesting to see Hanad Mosag here, where he falls in the court, what his doings are, and what his relationship to Rulad is. Because as is being laid out both in an earlier conversation with Silchus and the Kristan, and then here, you're really understanding what is his relationship to the crippled god? What does he want? And what is his pursuit? And what's that related to the crippled god's pursuit? So I think it's interesting to follow up with him here, see his conversation with them, and then see his them talking about this new plan they form. My feelings, exactly. The only thing I really got out of this was uh, remembering from the prologue that there is a finist. And I'm a little confused how they're like, oh, we got to get his finist. But that should have been, re- that should have stayed with Gothos. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see. So where where's, it, this, where's this finist? Where's this finist now? You know, mm. we've only ever seen one finist and it was an acorn and it summoned the big jackhead tyrant. So I'm curious what this one's item is. For all we know, we've already seen it, and it's in someone's possession, and they don't even fucking know they have it, you know? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. If I was going to do a finist, it would be like a twig, and I would just <laughs> throw it into a woods. Mm, yeah. The thing is, I think a dog is going to just bring it right back to you, or you're going to real, real run into trouble <laughs> with the doggos, so. <laughs> oh, that's true. Maybe just throw a rock into the ocean. No, but that's how fucking Udinas found Wither, so. That's true. <laughs> You can't, yeah, get, you can't, you can't get rid of souls in oceans. You yeah, they make your way back to you. <laughs> Fuck. All right, should we move on? Chapter 6. Sherkalal's ship, laden with the cargo from the wrecked Eater ship, is heading home with over 100 Eater Lethary ships behind her. Worried someone might chase them, they make plans to head for the holdout prison past Vent Reach. Bennett Sethad, on his way to Blue Rose Vendreen, stops by the inn to see the ancient mechanism being uncovered by Bug's crew. Atre Preta Bivat investigates the settlers killed by Red Mask's Kachain Chamal. She and Brol Handar discuss the lethary, the all, and mortality. Red Mask leads his crew of teenage boy warriors to the Ganatok camp and faces off with the clan leader, Hadral. 
If you thought this would just be a bloody fight, you're wrong. Red Mask came with receipts and spilled all the tea about Hedrell, including that he poisoned his own father to become leader, scandalous, and that the weapons he brought off the Lethery are literal trash, and that he made a deal to surrender to the Lethery. Subsequently, Hadrelt is killed by his own, Red Mask names himself leader, and declares he will lead them in war. On the way back to Dream, Brol Hadar and Bivat discuss Lethery conquests and a particularly difficult one in Blue Rose due to a mysterious priesthood that had yet to be fully wiped out. They talk about the war with the All and the plans for after they win and kill Red Mask. Red Mask learns more about the mercenaries. They call themselves the Grey Swords, were sworn to the wolf deities, came to Lethar due to a prophecy, they sought the battlefield of the gods, and they were led by freaking Toph. Who saw that coming? When Red Mask learns that the one-eyed man is held captive in the all camp, he goes to meet him. Clip, part of the Onyx Wizards who follow the Black-Winged Lord, meets Bruin's group and rudely welcomes them on behalf of the Onyx Order. He tells Ruin how Anamander Rake arrived after Ruin was betrayed, and then lists the many reasons Anamander didn't kill all the Eater. Ruin opens a gate into Curled Ghislaine, using a small chain he keeps slipping back and forth. They all enter the gate. Here we are at Bugs Construction Workshop. Yeah, Bugs got another thing going. So he he has that giant whatever that they found, and apparently there was one that was found of the same size. Do we think that these are both made by? What are we thinking? Is this an Acarium situation? Yeah, I just does he just go know. around making small things and leaving them in different cities? I don't know. The dude loves to make timepieces, mm-hmm. you know? He loves he to make... can't stop it. Yeah. I have no comment. There's nothing to say about this. Helpful. There's nothing to say. Well, because we don't know. This is meant to be like... Yeah. If someone reading this book know, like, was reading like us and knew what this was, I would be impressed. Peter, did you know? Well, I, I know this time. <laughs> When you read the cool. when you yeah when you read the first time did you did you know what these things were? No, of course I didn't. Yeah, it's hard. This is this is getting a little difficult. I think we should bust into the fucking meat of the chapter. Ka-ching. That's what I said. Let's do it. Kachincha mall, baby. Kachincha mall. The Kachincha mall. Teenage yeah, all dawn boy warriors. Teenage, Teenage I've all dawn boy warriors. I've been waiting this yeah. whole time to scream this. Yeah. Dive right in. It's fucking, it's just a, it's just a slaughter, you know. There's, it's a fucking. We see it. We, it goes all happens, you know. I will say though, you guys were talking about the death earlier thing. Uh, somewhat, yeah, I am like, you know, like ah, red mask, red. I feel like some of the slaughter takes yeah. a little wind out of your sails, you know. Eventually, yeah, <laughs> for bit. sure. Yeah, I mean, but red mask also. This is this is where he confronts Hadralt of the Ganatok camp. Yeah, and it's just like. And they they talk about uh, how he came into power and how Hadralt has just like hated Red Mask forever for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But it was weird at this point uh, that Red Mask, or not at this point, I think it was actually when he was talking to 
uh, Massok when they first met. Massok says the the people that banished him are dead and so are their sons. So like, how old is Red Mask? But I guess also they could have just died in yeah. war or whatever. Yeah, okay, that's I guess that tracks now. Um, but anyway, at this, I thought this was a really uh, great conversation because as soon as he goes up to Hadrol, he's like, all right, let's fight. And Hadrol's like, you have not earned the right to fight me, which is what Massok said he was going to say. Uh, and then Red Mask does some fucking 4D mind chess uh, oh God, to get him yeah. to admit that, like, I didn't actually come into power normally and then gets his his uh, fucking guards to kill him. Uh, so Red Mask didn't even have to fucking do anything. Uh, really good shit. Uh, I I love that a lot. Well, I just exactly. I love that they have this physical duel, and I also love that they have the conversation during it. It's just a great kind of like clashing of horns in a way, you know. Do they have a physical duel? Not really, but you know they're like no, they, building into it. I guess that's they're what like I mean. maybe in a couple of days we'll fight, and then he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, fuck you!" Uh, and then his his dudes stab him in the back. Yeah, wild shit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He ended up getting money, right? And yeah, he. So he, he took money instead of yeah, like... Yeah, that's, that's what the kind of argument is. Like, you're a fucking sellout. You let all our people yeah. die. And he, like, he didn't right. even just, like, sort of take money. He took money for the weapons under the guise of fighting them, but yes. was knowingly taking bad weapons, right. and then uh, tried to pretend to use the mercenary army and then didn't pay them with all that money. It was a whole thing. Yeah, that dude sucked shit. Yeah, and then he had like a a, a a house set aside for him or something, right? Like they, that was the was that's what set. he accused he accused him of. Yeah, a lot that. of this is accusations, mm. right? Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, we don't know that all these. What we do know is he poisoned his dad. Allegedly, that, yeah. that dude was that dude fucking knew. And I just wanted to mention earlier when we were in the capital, I think it's good that the empires going to war against the Aldon and the Balkondo. It just seems like if these armies are really co- trying to strike against the empire, it just makes sense to attack preemptively, you know? So I'm, they, I'm, I'm pro going to war in Balkondo. I've been saying if they would just submit and accept exactly. our way of life, exactly. everything would be easier for them. Smart, 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 Josh, smart. Jesus. Yeah, yeah and then... They call themselves the Greyswords. Oh, the big. The and they all unite under Tok, the one-eyed wolfman. Yeah. The Naster, our boy. He's back, baby. He's back and he's better than ever. Tok the unfortunate, <laughs> or the unlucky. Tok the unlucky, yeah. Uh, really, really good. Welcome back, bud. <laughs> like, did he need? Did he need to be in a pool of menstrual blood and piss? <laughs> yeah, that seems like a weird choice. <laughs> Was it necessary, Steve? When's the last time we saw Talk? Book when three? He, when he said yeah. bye to his brother. Oh, uh, his brother Tool, who we also haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah. See, yeah. and that's one of these yeah. crazy things. And there's some more stuff that you guys are going to get well, to. Well, because right? uh, I, I had asked Pete, I think, I don't know if it was during a regular episode or not, but I had mentioned how, like, book three had so many huge things that I was like, this is going to change everything. Yeah. And then for three books, like didn't matter at all. Like yeah, we are now all farther the... from that than we were when we started the series. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like all the shit with the, uh, what, what, what the trots, the bargast being related to the fucking Tobe, like all that shit. And he was like, well, it's going to come up. So here's something coming up from book three and it's talk. More book three will come up, but. It's just great. You love to see him back. He's an iconic character, one of the series greats. So, mm-hmm. I love that he has. A, he's not lost his sense of humor. Oh, 
Uh, also, he fucking calls Red Mask the first sword of the Kachain Chanel. <gasps> yes! yes like, and, okay, now, fuck? and that made me wonder, what do we know about when you're a first sword? Like, because AJ had just asked about um, people living, like, like he, thinking that Red Mask had been alive for a long time. Do we know whether or not uh, being a mortal sword kind of imbues you with anything? Like, could he be living longer than normal? Uh, I don't think he is. I think I just misunderstood the the section because I think just a whole bunch of people had died. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and now only the young only the young kids are left. Um, but no, I we don't apparently know anything about what it means to be a fucking first sword because yeah. uh, you can be the first sword of a race now, like I, yeah, or or a, a species. Like what the fuck? And and we learn a little bit more about the like the Kachin Shamal in general. Well, it explains why he they're following him. Yeah, he's their he's their mortal sword. And that they have some dragon blood in them, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we learned that with the mask. That's what that was mm -hmm. implying. I was confused about that. Okay. What? When Tak was like, please don't tell me the mask fooled them. I was like, what does that mean? And I was like, and now I'm realizing, oh, because it was a dragon mask. So I guess that's the connection. Yeah. You tipped your hand, Pete. None, of, <laughs> uh, none of us caught that. I believe it was explicitly <laughs> talked about. Me and India talked about it earlier. Do you think I read? Um, the nerve. I, I think it was pretty. He just he said, do you, "Do you think it fooled them?" So I assumed them was the the tribal people, and mm. was just a thing that we didn't know about. No, well, they, that, they talked about know. it at a different passage. They talked about this. Uh, oh, great! If you that it was so. maybe made of dragon skin. You mean? Well, we know the mask made of dragon skin, but I think Pete's saying there was a spot where we're supposed to have learned that the Kachin Shamal came from dragons, but I don't think I got that. Or yeah, if I did, oh I've yeah, yes, it did. It. Yes, it did. Yeah, me and Peter did talk about that. <laughs> I just, but I, the problem is in order to remember so many unimportant things, I have to forget so many important parts of this book. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like very obvious. It was just like, they are descendants of dragons. Well, yeah, they share some blood, you know? Okay. Someone and speculates. And I, they may be talking about when they're using the all word for them and they call them the Ketcha. Mm, interesting. Anyway. Anyway, that's yeah. pretty much is the whole chapter that what else is in this chapter? I forget. Honestly, I mixed up this. I, I mixed up. I thought the battle that they do was in last chapter was this chapter. But we actually talked about it earlier. I now remember. Oh, yes, this chapter has the other Sharkalal scene. It does have the other that's what it is. scene where uh, where we see the we see the fleet coming in and uh, they decide. God, man, I got to tell you, Steve's so good at writing options for his characters like he fully gave an entire plot line of Shirk going to this prison island, and I could easily see <laughs> just mm. not and going right back to Leather. I don't know which is going to happen. The prison <laughs> island sounds cool because I think we were hinted that there's some great magic user there back mm. in uh, book five. I think the only thing we haven't really touched on. I wonder what your guy's first impression of Clip is. India. Ugh. Um, I think Clip is going. Clip is a mean, sassy young thing. It's got a lot of rings. Yeah. All right. They, well, the energy brought way down when I bring up Clip. So it, I don't like. I don't like Clip. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't really have like a. Uh, I can't. I can't get a bead on Clip. I. I really. I don't know. I'm more intrigued about the Onyx Order than I am about Clip as a person. Well, I'm in. See, I like the Onyx Order because that sounds badass. Yeah, well, like, and it's like a group of wizards, right? And that's like, we haven't really had like a group of Well, there's only five mages or whatever. There's only five wizards and they don't get along. Right, but they like Classic run, wizards. They run the order. That's true, yeah. And then there was all that shit um, about being exiled. It made my brain hurt. I didn't get it. 
yeah, there's a lot, there's just a lot of shit going on. I want to say um, though, Clip is very quippy, and I'm good out here. I didn't need that much. Quippy. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either for some reason. Who did? And who do they follow? Who is there? God. So he, gosh, who fucking knows India? If, if I'm correct in this, uh, do we know? I want to. Animator Rake, Animator Rake founded the Onyx Order. Um, but I don't really know who their god is. That was confusing, but I, Animander definitely was there and well, founded their yeah, shit. Yeah, he spent some time out there, and then they also recall, like, a lot of the events of the prologue, if you'll be like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is where Animander came and saw those people, yeah, and then the, the yeah, curse yeah, was yeah, done, yeah, yeah. and then with Animander the, left with, you know, with Cur- with, uh, with With Curled Cur- 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 or whatever it's called, was dying, yeah. Curled yeah, Emerlane. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm confused too, India. It was a lot of words. Yeah, but it seems cool. Now clips round, and they're traveling by Warren. Do you like clip, Pete? I have no comment. Wow, <laughs> not giving anything away. I, d- I do like that the end that this book ended with uh clip doing the thing he was doing with the the rings swinging yeah. around, and Saren says, "Why do you do that?" And he just says, "Do what?" what? Yeah, <laughs> he's annoying. He's yeah, he's annoying. He's every fucking teenager I teach. Yeah, in one he's character. rude. Mm, he's going to wear a big trench coat. <laughs> That's a lot of rings. Yeah. Well, <sighs> we, did we did it. We did it. Chapter six. And yeah, we are. It is 11, 11. Make a wish. I don't know. Can I close the show, guys? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Do it. Wow. You know, I just like to thank you guys for allowing me to do my ho- to to live out my hosting fantasy. It was there were ups, there were downs, and I'm just glad we could all be here together. Um, you know, you can find us on Twitter and other things at Ten Very Big Books. When I say come, you say passion. Come, passion. passion. You all have a great night. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here with some condensed credits. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Obviously, it was our first one with this new hosting structure. So please let us know what you think, what worked, what didn't work uh, on Twitter or on our email or on our Discord. All those links are in the show notes. As always, thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the hottest Jeopardy takes. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro track, is by the one, the only Amaranthan from their album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music, including a single of the remixed show theme on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in two weeks on october 29th where we'll be discussing reaper's gale chapter 7 8 and 9 hosted by one joshua baker we'll talk to you then and thank you so much for listening <laughs>